eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Can't get enough of Boomer and Carton in the morning. Al Dukes and Jerry Recco are here with some sports news and updates they didn't have time to cover. Here we go! Well, it's Monday after the Boomer and Carton show. What's up, Al? How are you again? Oh, hi, Jerry. How are you? Um, I've been better, but you I'm have okay. Been. I'm you here. You're traveling. You're tired. You're I'm jet tired. lagged. You're that all that sort the, of thing. You struggled through the weather. Well, more so uh, than the jet lag is. I was just very disappointed. My travel plans changed last night, and instead of going home and getting at least some sleep and a shower. I, it's just one long, continuous day from yesterday. You came here, and in fact, you came here from the basketball game, right? Correct. Yeah, because I had a guy on Twitter before go, uh, Jerry, you wore that shirt yesterday. That is correct. And I felt like saying to the guy, he hasn't gone to sleep yet, so it's still today. Uh, well, it's been one long day. Yes. And I didn't pack. I always have extra pants because I'm always worried if I spill coffee or something. Sure, you don't want to spill out coffee on your pants. But aside from the Rutgers shirts, I didn't pack anything extra for here All because right. I figured I was going home. Oh, I see. That didn't happen. So here we are. And you came here. So uh, I was in the Spring Lake this weekend, Jerry, at my gal's house, and it snowed like six inches. Yeah, I heard. Uh, so I didn't leave the house on Saturday. At all? No, because it was very... Well, I did. I walked up to get a sandwich. Who shoveled? This is where I'm leading, too. Oh. So I walked up to get a sandwich and walked back. Okay, Sunday morning, we decide we're going to... When we get up, we actually have to leave the house. We'll go to the gym. We got to go to the mall. So I look out. The cars are just covered. Right. The driveway's covered. The sidewalk's covered and all this stuff. So as I'm enjoying my morning coffee, two gentlemen knock on the door and say, we would like to um, shovel your, they said the walkway and driveway. Okay. 30 bucks. Wow. Yeah. That's what it costs now? Is that, you thought that was a lot or less? A lot. Oh, see, I thought that was a, well, he said 30 bucks and then she goes, yeah, do it. So then I said, well, I said to her, I go, I don't think he's counting Un, you know, unburying our cars and then shoveling that. Right. So she ran out and said, oh, how, and then unshovel the cars. And, and he didn't put a price on that. He just said, yes, I'm in. But these two guys, like, it was freezing out. Right. And they did a lot. I gave them 50 bucks. Did you really? Yeah, because I you. felt like that was, I felt like that's what the job was worth. Wow. We should start doing that when it snows. Yeah, well, genius idea. Go to a bougie town where the people are too lazy. Most people. 
most people are too lazy. Are too lazy. And the other thing is you have to have cash on you. Luckily, Correct. I I normally have no cash on me, but I did have some cash on me. But I felt like I got away with something uh, on Sunday. No, you were just you used your money the smart way. Yeah, I think that's. I, I'm surprised you don't see. I'm a big believer in, especially if I know it's going to be six or seven inches of snow, I would go out and take care of it when it's a, when a couple of inches are yes. there because you do it so quickly. Throw the salt down, and then maybe one more time you'll have the light shoveling. I also have the snowblower, believe it or not. It's it's funny. Saturday morning, so I knew I was flying to Iowa on Saturday. I had brought my snowblower to J&B Sales in Hazlitt, New Jersey, right? Great place. Two weeks ago, I knew it was going to take him a couple of weeks to get it ready. So the guy calls me Saturday morning. And he goes, hey, good news. I got the snowblower ready for you just in time. And in my head, I'm thinking, yeah, man, just in time for the winter. I said, that's great. I'm like, I'm kind of busy today. I still hadn't packed. I had to get my kids to my parents' house. And I had to meet the team at the airport, all that. I said, I'll be by Monday or Tuesday. And there was, like, silence. I'm like, is that okay? He goes, you can pick it up whenever you want. He goes, but I rushed to kind of get it ready for you for today. I'm like, what do I need it for today for? I had heard we were getting a dusting, maybe an inch, he goes, have you looked out the window since you woke up? Which I hadn't. I looked out the window. I said, all right, I'll be over a little bit. I, I was stunned. Yeah, like, there what were, the hell is this? There were bands of snow, Jerry. So some parts of states got the snow. Man. Some did not. Unbelievable. So I did that, and I got the uh, I got the snowblower back, and I was amazing with the snowblower. Now, I imagine Iowa is the middle of nowhere. Sure. Is there something, uh, what did you find about Iowa that is different than what we experience in different parts of the country? Was there anything that said, wow, this is, I am in Iowa, which people always think is the middle of nowhere? Uh, Well, I don't know that I would have said, wow, this is Iowa, but I will say we went out to dinner to watch the football game Saturday night at a bar, uh, and I would say every female that was in the place was a 9 or a 10. Every is that right? girl was ridiculously attractive. Hot chicks in Iowa. It was unbelievable. From the bartenders to the waitresses to the girls that were there with their husbands and boyfriends. There was just a group of girls there that were out. I, were the men was, attractive as well, or were the women with ugly dudes? No, they were. It was a it was a good looking place. Really, I fit right in Iowa. <laughs> it was. It really was. It was. I'm not. I'm not kidding. We we had to wait for. We wanted to watch the game at the bar, but the TVs were so big that we were able to get a table to actually have dinner and watch the game, which was perfect. And you're looking around like, where are we? I, it was really something. But, you know, on these trips out, I don't see much. We, we landed in the dark at 7 o'clock or 6.30, whatever. The bus takes you right to the hotel. You can't see anything because it's dark out. You wake up. You go to the arena, which is maybe five minutes away. You're back. You go back to the arena. You get on the bus. You go back to the airport. It's dark again. I, I saw nothing. Did anyone recognize you from the CBS Sports Network Boomer and Carton program? On this trip, no. At Michigan State, yes. Is that right? Yes. Michigan uh, State, A college yes. student at Michigan State? I think State? someone that worked for Michigan State. I wasn't clear. I don't think it was a fan. A guy came up, just said, hey, love the show, uh, which Look I thought was very nice. And that was kind of cool. And just said, keep up the good work and blah, 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 blah. Are you enjoying the gig? Stuff like that. So Very exciting, Jerry. Yeah. So I'm, I'm famous in Michigan. Uh, good for you. I would go. I would vacation there if I was famous there. <laughs> you probably would too. <laughs> See, that was the one thing Jerry I didn't like about my uh, recent trip uh, during the Christmas break. My trip to Aruba. Why? No one knew who I was. It was very strange. What's stranger is when you're actually away and someone does. Oh yes, which happened that is to me strange. once in Orlando, Florida, 
and it was a guy from Westchester that was staying at the same resort as we were. And then last year, when John from Hazlitt ended up in the same resort I was in, really weird. That's very weird. Yeah, a little bizarre. Hmm. Jerry, I wonder where you fall on this. There's a gentleman who's been accused of uh, groping a passenger on a plane. Well, I'm not. I'm not for that. You're against that. Yeah, this was a flight that. from Athens, Greece, to uh, JFK Airport. This happened in July of 2015. Yeah, no, I wouldn't do that. But That's the right. case is is just coming to right. A woman claims that a man, well, I guess this guy's actually admitting to it, was groping her face and her boobs on a flight. Was she awake? She was awake. He's claiming he was not awake. And because the um, seats in the back of the plane are so close together, you know, economy class, right? that he was sleeping because he took some Tylenol PM and drank two scotches, fell asleep, and blamed sleep apnea. That's his defense right now. Sleep apnea for thinking he was um, nuzzling his pillow. I don't believe that. You don't buy that? No, not for a second. You think he purposely groped a woman on an airplane where there are 300 other people? Are you serious? Yeah. Have you not seen society and what people do? Disgusting animals, yeah? Yes, exactly. Of course. They think they get away with it. They're going to get away. But by the way, what the hell is sleep apnea? I'm not sure. Okay. This guy's 57. Hmm. That seems a little old to be groping You're talking about a guy who... Remember last week we were talking about the the fifty year old who wanted to date the sixteen year old. That's true. And people we did think he's creepy that. for doing that. Mm-hmm. So why would a fifty seven year old not want to grow nice breasts? That's true, Jerry. So yeah, that's going up for if you were sitting on the jury though, you'd be like, "Sorry, you groped this woman." Speaking of breasts, Breasted. are you for the under boob or not? I saw a study on this actually. What do you mean? Am I for it? Do you find the under boob sexy? Are you into it? Do you go for it? I, d- I think I do find it sexy. I, I like a side boob, under boob, cleavage. And just the whole boob. The whole boob in general. <laughs> right. So I'm you're... more boobs than butt. So you're a breast guy. Sure. Right. Well, I mean, listen, you, you talked about the guy who liked to get the nose up in that butt area which I, right. last week, which I didn't understand. You didn't get that. I don't get that <laughs> no, either. I don't understand. I don't like the like, gigantic, like ridiculously large breasts. No, I wasn't saying that. I saw a study on how most men uh, are really into the underboob and how one of the parts of the study was they like a girl who wears a bikini that might be slightly small for her size because you get a lot of underboob. Ah, the under part of the boob is showing. I see. Correct. And men find that very sexy. They do. As much as cleavage. I don't buy that. I think there's nothing better... Then cleave. Why is that? Do you think? Why do we like just two mounds of flesh? I have no. Why do we like anything? That's just a weird thing to like. I mean, who the hell knows, Val? I mean, why do we do anything? Seriously. Good point. It has to do with the chemicals in our body, the testosterone that's flying, and other than that, none of it makes sense. But that, to me, if you have a good tight shirt, mm-hmm. like you know those workout shirts, it's for or, a woman or a guy. Well, it depends on your breast size. <laughs> But I would say for the woman. For the woman, okay. A good tight workout shirt is fantastic. As opposed to the bikini with the underboob, I would take the workout shirt. All right. And the regular cleavage. Right. You stand for the big butt. Uh, no, I don't oh, like the Oh, you don't. Butts. I'm sorry, right. I'm anti-big butt. Right, got it. I'm not a butt guy at all, Jerry. 
Let me move on to another. <laughs> I was going to do this one, but I'm going to do this one okay. first since we're talking about body parts. Oh, jeez. Uh, doctors are telling us we should stop cleaning our ears. Okay. In particular, it's not good to take the wax out of your ears. Are you a Q-tip to the ear guy? Yeah. Yeah, you are. Though most people are. Yeah, most people are, but they say you shouldn't do it. It's very dangerous. Why? Well, number one. Well, no, I don't jam the Q-tip all the way in. How far in do you go? Far enough to clean what I think is needed. All right. But they're saying, doctors are saying you need that earwax. It protects your ears. And that you that? should only take out the earwax that's forcing itself out of your ear already by being, you know, kind of right falling and disgusting. out. Yeah, and that it'll fall out in your sleep. How about that? Your earwax. But I do. I take the uh, the Q-tip to the ear earwax ear as well. Hmm. And I feel good about it sometimes when I get like a big earwax. I'm like, oh, well, good job by me. <laughs> I'll also sometimes just uh, put toilet paper on the end of my finger right. and stick my finger in my ear. I feel like that's less likely to cause an injury because my finger is thicker, thicker. than a Q-tip. That's true. The Q-tip can stick all the way in there. Did you ever try to put a Q-tip all the way up your nose to try to get like a lodged no, booger. Never. Yeah, me neither. Well, why'd you think of it then? Oh, I have no idea. I was just thinking. <laughs> Actually, I have done that. I've never done it's that. It's a very strange feeling because the Q-tip is so thin. It can go up to, I'm showing you up by my eyeballs. Yeah, sure. Oh, that's got to be weird. But when you get something that's lodged up there that far. Well, that when I, when I was sick a few weeks ago, I went for the... They wanted to check to see if, I guess, the flu, a nasal swab, yeah. which I was not aware what that meant. And the woman, the nurse goes, uh, this is not going to be pleasant. Oh. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, what do you mean? I thought I was just checking to see if I have the flu. She goes, yeah. She goes, this is the best possible way to know. She goes, but just shut your eyes and count to five. I'm like, okay. Shut my eyes. One, two. Oh! And start, my, your eyes start tearing con- immediately. She jammed something up your nose? Basically, yeah. She hit a tear duct. Man, she hit something because it was brutal. So much so, if I have to go to find out that I'm getting one of those again, I might, like, cower in the corner. No, no more. What was it? A giant Q-tip? Yeah, it was. So I'm I'm saying I understand what you're talking about, how far up it can go, because she jammed the Q-tip pretty far. It was was not good. Well, I've seen, like, Penn & Teller. They'll do a thing where they... um... They they snort, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm coughing. They snort like a piece of rice. They snort it and then have it poke out of their eyeball because all of those cavities are sort of interconnected. That's supposed to be cool. Your well, it's magic, Jerry. Your eyes, your nose, your mouth—that's all connected. Learning something today via the cavities. Would you? How much would it cost for someone to pay you to snort rice? One kernel of rice. Oh, by the way, speaking of snorting, I'm about 230 pages in now on the slash book from Guns N' Roses. Alex, explain to me how these guys, now, no question, some have passed away. I want to know how 100% of them don't die. The amount of drugs, and more than that, the mixing of drugs these guys do, and alcohol, and the binges they go on that are literally 36, 48, 72 hours long of nothing more than sex with different girls, different times of the day, while doing heroin, coke, whatever. 
It's un- This book is unbelievable. It's everything you think it'd be. Right. That's why I thought I could figure out how to play the guitar. Because guys like that are playing, and they're all coked out, drugged out, Unreal. STD'd out. It's, like, why can't I re- figure out how to play the guitar if these guys can do it? In and this that Axel state? Rose, what a, what a weirdo. Oh, just it's a tell-all book? Different. This uh, slash no, book? No, it's not like that. Just a very different personality where he just, his mood swings are just just out there. He'll go from everything's cool to a flip out and then act like nothing happened. Yes, I've heard that as well. Very interesting. Again, it's a great book. And it's one of those where like, I can't wait to pick it up again. Like all these flights have been awesome. I get two hours of reading, hour of reading or whatever on the phone, and you just kind of is the name through. of the book Welcome to the Jungle? No, it's not actually. I I honestly don't know what the name of the book is. Is it Sweet Child O' Mine? It only took me uh, a month to find the book after I bought it on my phone, so I don't know. It's not Sweet Child of Mine either. Thank is you it very much. Slash's Paradise City? No, it's not. I don't. Well, I don't what know. What did his, he use? I, I can't imagine. Remember. I will find out for you. All right. Because right now I'm going to go do an update. Oh, People won't okay. Because you'll edit this I'm out. I'm going to edit this out, update, and I'll have it for you when I come back. All right, all right? Jerry. Perfect. All right, Al. Uh, just quickly, I brought my phone in. And all right. The name of the book, and I don't know. Just goes to show how the brain cells are dead this morning. Uh, Slash's book is called. It's a really tough title. It's called Slash. Oh, well, he missed an opportunity. That's <laughs> stupid. What about this? Patience, the Slash story. Uh, no, no, no. It's not. It's, he should have used the song title. It's called Slash. Like Bruce Springsteen used Born to Run. And you finished that book? Uh, well, kind of, kind of. Oh, I thought you said you finished it. Well, I finished what I'm going to read, so I consider it finished. I didn't read the few early chapters about his childhood. Because you weren't interested in that. I just kind of had no interest in that. Well, it's fine. That's what all the interviews are about anyway. I, I read it in uh, from like ni- I read it from 1978 on. Okay, which so is good enough. enough for me. You read enough. I read enough, and Got then it. I've read all the interviews, listened to all the interviews. That's like your first book you've read in, in like your adulthood. Uh, well, I read the, a, bo- a biography on the Replacements earlier oh, this summer. That sounds awesome. So those are my two uh, books that I read this summer: the Replacements biography. Uh, that was done by uh, Bob Mayer, I believe his name is pronounced. Right. And uh, Bruce Springsteen. Book. Got it. So I'm a, I'm more into rock lit, Jerry, rock literature, as uh, you by are the way, too. I, I love those books too. They're great. I was thinking of actually writing a book, a biography, not an autobiography about me. A biography on who? Just a biography. Well, I'm going to tell you what it's about, and then you tell me who you think it's about. Okay. The title of my biography is going to be Harry's. <laughs> Okay. It's about two friends. Okay. This is what the main plot of the book is. Right. Hoping to get it turned into a film as well. Oh, okay. Two friends fed up with paying way too much money for simple razors. Oh, I like this idea. Okay. What if I told you they created their own company called Harry's Mm. where they bought this factory in Germany where they manufacture... Five-blade German-engineered blades. Five-blade German-engineered blades. Correct. Okay. They do not sell them for expensive prices in the store. Instead, these friends ship them directly to your front porch. This sounds like an intriguing book. Harry's. Harry's. A book and probably a film. (laughs) Probably a film. Yes, and it will probably win an Oscar. Yeah, why? well, why the hell not? Yep, Harry's. Tell me more. Up for an Oscar. I'm intrigued. Well, here's what the deal is with these uh, guys. By taking less profit and selling directly to you over the internet, Jerry, 
Harry's offers their blades at half the price. What does that mean? Well, a regular blade in the store is four bucks. Half the price would be two bucks. That's what Harry's does. Here's what you're going to get with Harry's when you order from them. You're going to get a weighted ergonomic handle. Now, that's a big word. What does that mean? Heavy. Easy to use. Easy to use. Erg, easy. I heard weighted. Onomic to use. Got it. Ergonomic. Five precision engineered blades with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade. Rich lathering shave gel and a travel blade cover. Now, what part of the film would you like to play when I do the story of Harry's? I want to be the guy who discovers how awesome these are for the first time. Okay. I'm going to play the guy at the German engineered plant. Okay. Like I'll. So you're a plant guy. I'm a guy who oversees that all of the razors come out properly. I'm the customer in need. You're the customer in need. Jerry, Harry's is so confident in the quality of their blades, they want you to try their shaver set for free. That's right, Jerry. Free. Free. Mm. Just cover shipping when you sign up, because shipping is not free, Jerry. And Harry's isn't in charge of that. That's the U.S. government or UPS or FedEx, whoever that is. Hell, they're giving you the blades for free. Let's go. Exactly. Plus, you'll get a special offer fans of this show are going to get. Go to harrys.com and enter code postgame at checkout, and you'll get a post-shave bomb also free. That's harrys.com. Use the promo code postgame, and you may be a best actor for Harry's. Love it. Jerry, you know, Prince died. Earlier, we lost a a lot of musicians this year. Don't we every year, though, honestly? That's true. Yep. We lose a lot of people every year. Yes, we do. One year will be lost. You know what it is, though? Um, We're losing guys from the 80s this year, and that's what's throwing people off. fair. So Prince was one of those people. It turns out, Jerry, that Prince was uh, collecting gold bars. I didn't Hmm. know this was an actual thing, that you could buy gold bars. Yeah. Uh, people handling his estate had made public this week, or the court handling the estate made public, that uh, Prince had more than $836,000 worth of gold Is bars. Is that true? Yeah. Wow. He had 67 10-ounce bars. This according to the Minneapolis Star Tribune, which is the paper out there. In addition to the gold, Prince's real estate properties are worth more than $25 million. This one threw me off a little bit. He had $110,000 in four bank accounts. That doesn't seem like a lot of money. No, it doesn't at all. I mean, you've got that. $110,000 total? Yeah. So his money was in gold and in real estate, basically. Gold bars and real estate. Yeah. Um, That's That's really interesting, actually. His four companies that he owned had more than six mil in cash lying around when he died. Oh, so he had plenty of money. Okay. <laughs> he, he just, just kept them at his... 110,000 to 6 million lying around. He just kept them at his business. Is that all? Mm-hmm. That is funny. Yeah. He also had 18 cars. Plus Got his some cash value to that. Plus his music catalog, his musical instruments, jewelry, trademarks, copyrights, and Prince Home Furnishings. Could you imagine having to be the attorneys that are sorting this mess out? Prince's gold bars? All of it. His property, his bank accounts, the cars, the gold bars. I'm sure his musical holdings that he had, whether it's the music itself or the instruments or memorabilia that I'm sure he has that's got some sort of a monetary value to. That's got to be a full-time job for two years. How would you go about buying a gold bar? 
I don't know. I like, have let's no say idea. you wanted to amass Were gold Were there commercials bars. about buying gold and buying yeah. silver? By the way, still, they just want your old, like, chains that you wore in high school so they can melt well, them down. Well, that's in terms of selling it. Make bars. But that's selling it. I think you can also buy it. Buy gold bars. There's actually a movie. I don't know if you know this. There's a Woody Harrelson movie coming out soon about where he strikes oil. No, he strikes gold. He finds, he digs gold out in Africa somewhere. It looks like a creepy movie because Woody Harrelson looks creepy in the character that he's playing. But it looks kind of cool, too, because he goes from nothing to, holy crap, I'm worth a billion dollars, to people now trying to murder him for his gold collection. For his and gold findings. bars. Yeah, interesting. So that movie's coming out, I think, soon. I hope Prince wasn't murdered for his gold bars. I don't I don't think he was murdered. Oh, they, they already concluded it was like um, some sort of overdose. I'm, pr- I'm pretty some sure. Sort. Right, got it. Okay, gold bars. Hey. Woody Allen. Uh, Woody Allen is in this movie, or Woody Harrelson? Woody Harrelson. Ah. I never said Woody Allen. Oh, okay. Woody Harrelson. It's weird that there. I be... said Woody Allen. Mm-hmm. It'd I be... bet. It's weird that there'd be two guys named Woody who could possibly be in this film. Woody Johnson could be in the film. He's Woody a rich Johnson. guy. That's true. Why is somebody calling me right now? That it's nothing but scam calls all day long. Now I get calls all the time for uh, vehicle warranties from cars that I haven't had in years. Uh, also, solar paneling. Should I answer it? I no. it is. Yeah, I've got to see what Phone the company speaker. is that's trying to get you, Jerry. Phone speaker. Oh, oh, that's actually important. You made a see purchase. That? We did. Yes. I love the Bob's Discount Furniture. Yes. Would you go with the Bobopedic? <laughs> Bobopedic bed, Jerry, for your back. I bet you did. I bet you want Bobopedic. No. Oh, my son's new bed. Oh, okay. That's all. Just a regular bed. He yes. didn't go Bobopedic. Correct. But when I don't you go know to the, the one in Freehold? Yes. How about that? I almost went there yesterday. Really? Yeah, I need a new TV stand. Oh, they have a lot of them. Yeah, I just like dealing with them. They're easy to deal with. This is not I, a commercial for Bob's. I agree. Our sales girl could not have been nicer. She's like, I'm here if you need me. Otherwise, enjoy shopping in the store. All right. Awesome. I was thinking of this. A biography and possible film, Bob's. Bob's. To go along with my Harry's. If the Harry's film is successful. Right. Then I'd go with Bob's. Are they trying to tell you they're trying to schedule a, a date for your delivery? Or do they... Trying to want... confirm it. I see. But we've done this three times. I don't know why we're doing this again. I gotta go. I was thinking of getting a Bobopedic bed. Just because I love the current... He's just going to go, Bobopedic is half the price. If I don't leave now, I'm never <laughs> going to do this again. Okay, Jerry. Yeah, uh, warm up coming up next. Cool. It's the Boomer and Carton warm-up show with Alan Jerry. It's just like Boomer and Carton without Boomer or Carton. Good luck with that. All right, Monday morning on the fan, Giants uh, postseason run is over as they go to Green Bay and lose to the Packers. What's up, Al? Oh, hi, Jerry. I know you were all uh, jacked up over this oh, game last up. night. Yeah, I was jacked up with the uh, you. You know, certain things early on in games where they're not going, where they're going to come back to haunt you. Always drop the balls, especially on third and five, on what should be a scoring drive. Yes, and then the two dropped touchdown passes. I was talking to Bobby Dwyer before the uh, the show here. It was one of those things where the Giants were such a dominating. Seemed like they were dominating that game defensively, yep. and you look up, it's six nothing. Yep. So then one Packer touchdown. They've got all of a sudden they've got the lead. Then the hail mary. Gut punch, and you're like, "Hmm." so ironic. I mean, that was in, I would say, within a foot or two of where Hakeem Nix did it, whatever it was, five, six, seven years ago, whatever that year was, 2011 or uh, January of 12, it was like the same exact thing. 
Yeah, it was caught a little bit differently. But it was in the same spot, same side of the field. And then you know the Packers are getting the ball to start the second half, which the Giants stopped. Them. Right. But when the Giants came down and scored, you're like, all right, we got a game. Then but Four plays, bing, bang, boom, touchdown. Right. Then that was like, all right, well, this is over. And I don't want to be – I was trying to hold back on Twitter, Jerry, like not being kind of douchey uh, when I wanted to say, well, this game's over did at the you? Hail Mary. I did not. <laughs> I was complaining about the dropped balls mostly. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. That was just – they just had a bad vibe right from the get-go, although Eli I, looked good early on. Eli did look good, and I thought the bad vibe started, and you know, some people could say, oh, shut up, that's fine. And when these guys are running out on the field three hours before game time in shorts and no shirt, what are you doing? Right, just go out and play the game. Right. I, don't, I, I honestly don't understand, and they bring all this nonsense upon themselves because as me and you and everybody has stated, at least I think around here, what they did last week in Miami, I think, had nothing to do at all with yesterday. Nothing at all. But because they did it, all they did was put this big giant X on their back to where they've got to answer questions about it. Here was Beckham. I'll give you 18 seconds, his answer. And he had a very odd media session with the, with the reporters yesterday. Here he was saying the trip's not why they lost, and uh, here's his stance. There's just no way you could connect something that happened seven days ago to, to this game um, today and how we came out and played and how the Packers have won seven in a row and how they scored 38 points and how they executed. They came up with the third downs. They, they did what they needed to do. Um, so the connection is just not there. I agree with that. But unfortunately, you made the connection. You started this whole thing. by, And it's not, again, it's not that they went. It's the fact that some jackass started to, thought it was a good idea to tweet out the pictures and make this a story. And then, you know, you got Cruz being asked about it, and he wants no part of it. Looking back, do you think it was a distraction? No. Next question. For people who suggest that it had anything to do with this game, what would you say to that? People suggest what? That, that trip had anything to do Next with question. Game. So you've got, you know, Beckham saying what he said, and oh, by, oh, by the way, also saying it was a good distraction for us. He's asked if it was a distraction. No, next question. Next yeah, but, question. and you're right. Them them coming out uh, shirtless in the freezing cold temperatures, that was them being those guys on the boat. Yes, I agree. I mean, it just, there was no need for it. There really wasn't. You want to take your shirt off and run around Lambeau Field after you win the game, go ahead. But before the game? Yeah, the other thing that bothered me, and the, and the Giants' official Twitter puts this out every week. Okay. And they put it out again uh, before this game. Here's Odell Odell Beckham pregame catching everything one-handed. Oh, the one-handed catches. Ball's right in his gut. He's catching one-handed. Everything's one-handed. In the game, when you need two hands, you catch that you can't catch. Right, maybe he should just tie one arm behind his back. <laughs> and I'm putting that third drop on him, not on Eli. Everyone's like, well... Uh, well, that's not, I see. To me, I know the one you're talking about. I don't think it's a drop. I mean, the ball's off his fingertips. I right. know the ball's thrown high, wide. Right, but all he does all all uh, practice and uh, pregame is catch everything with one hand falling on his butt. And this, oh well, no, he did have to reach up for it. No way he could have possibly come down with that ball. And your boy Troy Aikman said he could have just run through it and would have caught it. How about I, that? I like that. I guess. I guess. Oh, you can say what you want about that one. The third down. And now I had the game on while I was doing my game in Iowa. I had the game on the little um, my little screen. The I was monitor, watching. Jerry. Yes. When you're watching the game, and I honestly haven't seen this in print anywhere because so much has been made of Bobby Rainey running the ball on that fourth and one play, uh, or the third and one play, excuse me. A lot on the drops has been made. When they get to the Green Bay 35 and they punt rather than try to kick the field goal, was there any conversation on the TV like why not 
try and kick a 54, 55 yarder? Or is that too far for gold at this point? I think it's too far. Got and it. in the, the freezing temperatures. Yeah, Jerry. no, I, I understand. I just didn't know if that was, if his, if his distance limit was right there. So I, I thought it was interesting. I also don't understand how guys in, uh, in punt return coverage, like for the Giants, I saw this twice yesterday, where a ball they're fair catching a ball like on the three yard line. Well, by the way, it's not just them. This has become a thing. I don't. Like, I let it thought, go. Right. Anything past the ten yard line, I thought that's like the rule of thumb. You let the ball go and you hope it goes in the end zone. You see routinely now guys fielding the ball at the four, the five yard line, and you're sitting there saying, "Did we miss something, or is that not a thing anymore?" And then uh, uh, Dominic Rogers Cromartie was hurt, right? Thigh injury, I believe. Thigh was, injury yes. early on. And for what reason, I don't know why they threw him out there on a special right. teams yep. play. They, he was limping onto the field for, and then ended up making a tackle somehow, right. which is embarrassing for the rest of the giant special <laughs> teams that a guy on one leg made the tackle. Uh, Jordy Nelson got hurt. I kind of felt injury. like I kind of felt like that was a wash. You got one of our guys, <laughs> so that the Giants I, I couldn't use that as an excuse. I agree with you I because totally the Packers agree. lost their one. They of their lost best Jordy receivers. Nelson. Right. You, lose, uh, you lose Dominic Rogers. Cromartie, we're even. even. Right. No one can complain. That's actually pretty funny. And then I don't know what happened where in the beginning of the game when Aaron Rodgers had all day, boy, everyone was covered. Yeah, and then. Things kind of fell apart in the second half. He had all day and was finding guys. Well, but how about, it's not even, you're right, in a lot of cases, guys were wide open. Some of the touchdown passes, I mean, my God, he puts it in a spot where there's only one guy that's going to catch it, and it's his guy. And you got blanket coverage on one. I think Cobb was even being held, and he still made the catch. Uh, pretty impressive. It really was. Uh, here's Beckham on the drop in the end zone. I just reached my hands out late, and uh, the ball got there. I didn't. I didn't think I was going to be able to get to it. And it kind of caught me by surprise. And then here he is on uh, the chances that they had. There, there was a lot of opportunities um, in the game for it to go another way, and we just didn't capitalize on them. And, and that's football. That's that's definitely NFL football. I guess, but if you catch the ball, maybe it does go another way, and it's not that it's just football. It does stink that he had those drops. Sterling Shepard had the touchdown drop. Yeah. Well, you got to think about that all offseason. This is your last game. Yeah, you don't have another week to redeem yourself. Yeah, but that's why the playoffs, it's so final, and it really sucks if you make a bad play that costs your team a win. Was it Jackie Smith with the Cowboys in that Super Bowl going right. down and dropping the touchdown pass? He's still living with that, I'm sure, today. Uh, ben McAdoo, I love this answer. They asked him, why Bobby Rainey on that third and one? Why not Jennings? Why not Paul Perkins? Here's his very generic McAdoo-ish answer. Uh, where we were in the drive, um, we felt like he gave us a chance to get the first down. Is that really any answer? Is it any running back out there going to give you a chance to get the first down? The Packers had a dumb one, too, when they had fourth and one and went for it. Yeah, the fourth and, the fourth and inches, right? Fourth in the and third inches, quarter? Yeah. Yeah. They were The ball, when it's being snapped, is inches from the first down. They handed it to a guy seven yards I, behind the line of scrimmage. Al, I never understand why you'd why not just fall forward. Yeah, that's I what I thought you, they were gonna do. You know, I know you don't want your guy to get hurt, I understand, but you know, you got a quarterback. There was one play, Aaron Rodgers faked the handoff and like ran to the right, like it was a designed play. So if he's gonna do that, I think he can fall forward for three inches and get the first down. That's right, Tom Brady would have taken that, put his head down and 
plowed through for his inch, Jerry. He would have gotten his inch and more. I suppose he probably would. Touchdown. <laughs> touchdown. So anyway, so that's the Giants story. Their season's over. The Packers now, by the way, how bad were the games to not necessarily the entire game? Because the Giant game at, you know, at the half obviously was close. It was a good game. And Green Bay ran away with it in the second half. But if you look at the fourth quarter of all four games, there was nothing to watch in the fourth quarter. And the first game yesterday with Pittsburgh and Miami, I mean, after Matt Moore fumbles late second quarter when it looks like they're going to go in for a score and maybe make it a game, that game was over. I always feel like wild card weekend. There's normally one good game and the rest horrendous. Well, you got a half a good game yesterday. And then you got they have no no faith in next week's Patriots Texans game. What are they a ninety three point favorite? Yeah, I, I saw fourteen and a half. Craig said he saw sixteen somewhere. I thought the Texans had the number one defense. Uh, they do. So they must have zero He's confidence. Tom Brady. He threw that two. They, the, the Patriots have had two interceptions all year. Oh, that's true. Exactly. Quick break. Back with Boomer and Carton next on the fan. It's the Boomer and Carton warm up show with Al and Jerry. It's like a podcast on the radio, sort of. All right, Boomer and Carton coming up in just a moment. Uh, unless you were under a rock, you'd know that the Packers beat the Giants 38-13 last night, so the Giants' season's over. Green Bay does go on to play Dallas next week in the playoffs. The Steelers did beat the Dolphins 30-12. to I know we touched on this. How about the hit that Matt Moore took in that game yesterday and the fact that not only did he get up and play, the fact that he was still alive and didn't break his neck on that play. Yeah, he said he uh, did not get concussed. He just got smoked. Oh, he got smoked all right. His head turned the wrong way, and I could not believe he only missed one play. He hung in there on a couple of hits. Like, even that one, he obviously had to see that guy coming out of sure. full steam. He he didn't look like he was bracing for a hit. No, he was – listen, he, he did not play a great game, as we know, but he did show the ability to throw the ball, and I thought the Dolphins, again, had a chance until that fumble late second quarter. But that was interesting. And then quickly, too, I don't know how much of this you saw, whether you did or you didn't, doesn't matter. The game was horrendous. The quarterback play in the Texans-Raiders game, as expected, was just awful. Because I was snowed in, I watched, I think, every play of did that Did you really? Yeah. Look at you. I did hang in there. I tried. Yeah, well, it was, at least it was playoff football, and I was snowed in, Jerry. I couldn't go anywhere. I kept from going places. No, no, down the Jersey Shore was like six inches. Boomer and Carton now 